This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about fiery serpents and talking donkeys. We dig deeper into the story of Balaam and Balak. You don't want to miss this podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's always awesome right before we go uh, hit record that I make some kind of threat that I'm going to say something to start the podcast. And you're like, I hope you don't do that. Please don't do that. Thank you for not yeah. doing that. Uh, random topic. Random. Not This is not our podcast topic, if you're tuning in right now. But... What is your favorite fast food restaurant? Uh, it depends on the mood I'm in. No, you got to have one. Wendy's. Wendy's? Yes. That would be way down my list. I don't know. No, like Chick-fil-A. I like Chick-fil-A, but I like McDonald's breakfast. Well, I was fixing to throw throw a curve out there and say, what about breakfast? But you like Wendy's breakfast, too, I don't you? I love Wendy's yeah. breakfast. They have See? those croissants. They're so good. Yeah. No, I don't do croissants. And you know, in the month of March, I'm not, this is not paid advertising, y'all, but mm-hmm. shout out to Wendy's and their app. They have half off all breakfast for the whole month of March. For who? Everybody. You got to have the app? Yes. Oh, I don't have the app. I, I have an app for everything. I don't know if I've ever had breakfast from there. Um, they have biscuits, too. Yeah, I just always get the croissants because yeah, I like I the don't croissants. Do croissants. I love croissants. I think Burger King does. I don't croissants. like Burger King. Yeah, Ew. I don't. I don't care I don't for like those Burger either. I, I can like you guess what my favorite fast food restaurant is? Taco Bell. It's not even a close second. <laughs> <laughs> I like Taco Bell a lot. If, I like Taco Bell's breakfast. Okay, but they're not the. They're okay, depending mm-hmm. on which taco. Taco Bell depends on location. I'm gonna tell you a a secret story here. So don't tell nobody, okay? Okay. All right. Years ago, like, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, I was working at a place that we could leave at lunch. I don't think this is a secret. Okay, then. Uh, We could leave at lunch to to go get our lunch, and the closest place to us was Taco Bell. There was also a McDonald's close, but Taco Bell was the closest. McDonald's is only good for breakfast. of course, I... Or fish Absolutely love Taco Bell. So, me and this other guy that worked with us there, we went to lunch together every day. Well, every day he said, where do you want to go? And I said, I guess Taco Bell, because I didn't want to go to McDonald's. Because I'm like you. I like their breakfast, but not so much after. So, anyways, we started going to Taco Bell, and we started going every day. We work five days a week. We started going to Taco Bell every day. And I don't know how long we went before we decided... We need to start counting how many days in a row have we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and although this has been many years ago, I remember it was somewhere in the 50s that we went to Taco Bell that many days in a row, excluding weekends. However, on the weekends, oftentimes I'd swing by Taco Bell still and get some, you know, get supper. Uh, but yeah, every day, it was just so, it's like uh, two miles from work. And it was the only option unless you wanted McDonald's. So like 50-something days in a row, 50-something work days in a row, we went to Taco Bell. So what broke your streak? Well, I, you know, I really don't remember. I'm just I'm just thinking. What a letdown after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish that streak was still going. <laughs> so if we could add up how many times I've been to Taco Bell in my life, it would, it would be astronomical. I'm sure and, it would and, be. And people would wonder how I'm still alive yeah. after all that. Yeah, so, but then my favorite breakfast would probably be Hardee's. 
See, I don't know because I like the the crispy chicken that McDonald's has. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Like, I like the crispy chicken on a muffin at McDonald's better than Wendy's breakfast. Mm. Yeah. But on Wendy's breakfast, I can order in the app and save half my money. Oh, that makes <laughs> that makes all the difference in the world. Yes. All right. So, as I said, very random <laughs> question. Yes. I was just uh, I was just thinking that I wonder. I know you go to Taco Bell a lot because I normally do. I think I go to Wendy's because I don't get to go when I'm with you. So I go yeah. to Wendy's whenever you're not around. I would take you to Wendy's if you want to go. That's true. They have Frosties there, which may be one of the greatest desserts. It's just chocolate ice cream. No, it's not ice cream. It's different. It's not a milkshake, and it's not ice cream. It's somewhere in between. It's a Frosty? Yes, a Frosty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, we're going through our Bible uh, study uh, the chronological one we've mentioned here a few times. And right now we're still in the book of Numbers. Good news. It's almost over. Yes. And then we go into Deuteronomy. And I already went ahead and looked. And, and so from like today, I think maybe like 13 days, and we'll be into Joshua. So we're only in Deuteronomy for like two weeks? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No. I w- I'm kind of like not looking forward to Deuteronomy because I feel like we just got through Leviticus, yay, us, and then a little reprieve with all the laws and stuff. And then uh, here we go again. Yeah. But in all fairness, I think I've gotten more out of it this time than I ever have. Oh, before. by far for me. So by far. The the doing it with somebody I think is helping just because there's like those those random comments, you know, not every single day, but some you know there's the random interaction mm-hmm. um and then also the podcast that goes with it the bible recap podcast yeah um, that helps so has, much yes thank you Terry lee yes thank yes. you so much yes. <laughs> if anybody hears this podcast that knows Terry lee tell her that we're talking about her and we said thank you and we would love to have her on the podcast with us yes um yeah could you she, imagine like having Terry lee, lee in a like, pod and like in your bible study group oh wow how would you ever like? Everything I would not you, say anything. I would just like look said, at her. She'd be for like, like, <laughs> yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything like any discussion, I'd be just like, I'm gonna let Tara Lee have this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let Tara Lee have this like, one. I know it, but I'll just let Tara Lee talk about it. <laughs> She's very easy to listen to. Yeah. So yeah, she really is. Um. So, anyways. We're if you have to, not checked out the Bible Recap podcast, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. It is it is a very, very good podcast. Lots yeah, of it, great it really information. Um, yeah, so our, our study today, our topic today, is actually coming out of the book of Numbers, which is very rare. Um, it's one between we Numbers and Deuteronomy. This, we were just <laughs> in this story a couple yeah. of days ago. But there, so. there's really great stories in Numbers. There really are. Um, you know, compared. Terry Lee says it's her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got the the uh, fiery pit vipers. That's in there. I, I am. The I'm not confusing serpents? that with yeah fiery serpents. I don't know who calls them pit vipers. <laughs> I do. I do. Where did that come from? They're snakes. They're vipers. <laughs> snakes. But you ever pit, thought about that fiery? Why do they add fiery? Do they look like fire? I bet they're copperheads. That fiery color. Okay, we, we are spiraling <laughs> out of control. <laughs> what is this? Okay. Anyways, that's the mild part. We're fixing <laughs> to talk about a talking donkey. 
Yes. And we're not even going to be discussing Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> no, that's going to be our Thank story. Thank you for putting that visual yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to go to, to the book of Numbers and uh, go to chapter 22, that's where we're going to start. And I believe it goes 22 and 23. Um, the story yes. of uh, Balak and Balaam. And, um, and yes, there is a talking donkey in there. So, you know, if you're putting, like, if you're making a list of odd things that's in the Bible, that one's got to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. especially fun to tell kids. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and every one of them think, in their mind, they picture the donkey and Shrek. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. This is, it's always been like a super interesting story to me, mm-hmm. um, probably as a kid, just because the donkey talked, like, how cool is that? Yeah. But um, it's just always been intriguing, and like, there, there's that little bit of mystery with with what happened, and, and just, well, well, we'll unpack it. I don't mm-hmm. want to get ahead of us. So if you don't know the story of Balaam, quick rundown, Numbers 22, it starts in Numbers 22. There was this uh, king who was afraid of the Israelites coming through. And so he had this really great idea. He was going to go hire Balaam to curse the Israelites. And so he sends his men to get Balaam and say, hey, come curse these people for me. And Balaam's like, hang on, let me ask God. Y'all spend the night. It's going to take a while. (laughs) And so then the next morning, he's like, nope, God said I can't do it. And he sends the guys away. Well, the king says okay, well, I'm going to get smarter men who are more charismatic, and I'm going to send them, and they'll persuade them. So the next set of guys go to see Balaam, and they say, hey, you know, the king wants you to come curse the Israelites. And Balaam says, hmm, okay, well, hang on. Let me, let me talk to God. Let me see what he says. And so he tells them to spend the night again. Here's where I think, okay, this is just me now. Okay. I think that Balaam knew... That God had already said no, but he wanted to go. Okay? I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt in in this story. I've always felt like Balaam was a jerk. And he was like, okay, so yeah, God told me no, but maybe if I ask him again. And you think that's wrong? I think if God tells you not to do something and you go back and say, but can I please, can I please, can I please, can I please? <laughs> That's <laughs> then, not in the scriptures. Well, but he went back and asked again. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so anyways. I don't know. I, I am giving, well, I say I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but according to the to the scriptures, I guess we can't because we do know that God wasn't pleased with it. And that's the question as why was, okay, but that's mm-hmm. getting ahead of the story. So, God says, okay, you can go, but you're only going to speak what I tell you to speak. And so Balaam goes with him. So pause in the story right there. When Balaam goes, it says that God was angry with him when he went. That's the, that's the first mystery is, okay, so God first said no. And then he said, okay, you can go. So does God change his mind? There's a question. There's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And then when Balaam does go on the second word of God, God is angry with him. Yeah, even though he said he could go. Yes. Yeah. So um, there's that other mystery. I think it's because Balaam should have just taken the word of the Lord the first time. Yeah. Instead of going back and saying, oh, but, you know, there 
they 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 really sound like it's a good thing and i should really mm-hmm. help these guys out and there may have been even though i feel like he was doing the correct thing because when when god said don't go he didn't go that's but, true but also we don't know there could have been some reward in it from him there's you know money that's what terry uh, lee says yeah those kinds of things so that could have been the reason he's like i know you said no yesterday but i'm going to ask again today because i i want to go because well, of he was something offered, for me he was offered like a like kingdom property yeah right yeah and and he even said that uh in one place that he said i don't care if you give me all your silver and all your gold i'm not going to say anything except what the lord said so there there was money involved most likely and whatever but i'm thinking maybe that was the heart and maybe that's why god was angry with him was it wasn't you know i'm asking you a legit question of this man is wanting me to come to him and do a certain thing should i or shouldn't i it might be in my heart i'm really really wanting what he's offering me and I'm trying to do it with, with your blessing. I'm I'm wanting to, you know, I'm wanting to go, but you're saying no. But I won't. I don't want to accept that part. So, continue on with your story. Okay, so he decides to go with them, and although we're not sure the reason, I'm sure it was a good one. God was angry with him, and so it says the angel of the Lord, which is. Um, I'm going to use a big word that uh, Tara Lee uses, a Christophany. Mm-hmm. So well done. Thank you. So um, it was a like a vision of the pre-incarnate Jesus. So Jesus shows up, okay, in numbers. Yes. So Jesus shows up and he stands in the way. It says the angel of the Lord, but in meaning Jesus, he stood in the way in front of the donkey with his sword in his hand. And so the donkey can see him, but Balaam can't see him. And so the donkey stops and Balaam gets mad and hits her. And then she walks a little farther and the, (coughs) excuse me, the way gets narrow and she presses up against the wall and she crushes Balaam's foot. And so now he's really angry and he hits her again. And then little bit further and then she just like okay i'm done and she lays down underneath him Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm not going any farther and so now he's like really really mad and so he hits her again and that's when she starts talking to him (laughs) and this is like it's so funny to me because can you imagine like i mean not shrek's donkey but like (laughs) a real donkey okay that you're riding on and all of a sudden She's been acting crazy because she stopped and then she pressed up against the wall. And now she literally just lay down underneath you and mm-hmm. like just picture her like turning your head back and like cutting her eyes at you and going, really, why did you why, why? Why did you hit me? Like, have I not done everything you told me to do and been a really good donkey all my life for you? And now you're just going to hit me? Like, don't you think there's a reason why I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that's when the Lord opens Balaam's eyes. Yeah, and, and just to, to clarify, this that was that was actual what the donkey said. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure make sure that <laughs> I didn't make that up. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to make sure the donkey actually said, "What have I done to you that you have struck me three times?" Which is like, 
I mean, just think about it. She's been acting crazy mm-hmm. for the last 10 minutes. Which yeah. is like, all the time before that, I have not done everything for okay. you. I'm going to intervene just a second here before you go any further. Because this strikes me as funny. It says, the donkey said, what have I done to you that you struck me three times? Then Balaam said to the donkey. So he just started talking back. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm reading this, I'm it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would have probably at least jumped off and stepped back a little bit. <laughs> but it's like he just started, he just joined in the conversation. <laughs> That's true. I've never even thought about that. But he just immediately said something back. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, yeah. so the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. I'm reading this in uh, verse 31. With a sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell down on his face. And then the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus, he says the same thing that the donkey said. Why are you hitting your donkey? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at, at what point did it not occur to you that something else was going on? And then he said, the donkey saw me and therefore she stopped. And if she hadn't have stopped, I would have killed you. So you should probably be thanking your donkey mm-hmm. and not hitting your donkey. Yeah. And this is something that I saw this time that I don't think I've ever seen before. And that is how God rescues us from himself. Like Jesus was standing in the way with a sword drawn as, as the, the angel of the Lord, the avenger of the Lord. And then the Lord also caused the donkey to stop to save Balaam. So, we we see this this God is is just and holy, and Balaam has offended him, and so he's ready to take action. But we also see God as mer- merciful with stopping the donkey. Yeah, and that's something I've never I haven't seen in, until this time going through the story of this. Like we literally see God save Balaam from himself, and I that's just like a. Yeah, that's a really deep that's thing. That's grace. Yes. Yeah. Um anyways, that that's the um the first part of the story. And I don't know if we want to stop there and unpack some more or keep going. Yeah, now we can we can continue on because I know <coughs> we're what what we're wanting to get to is is eventually Balaam is gonna to get to Balak. The king. Which yes. is the king. And and Forgive me if I missed this uh, there because I was doing some reading as you was talking. But the king was want the reason. Did you cover that? The reason that he was wanting Balaam to come because he didn't want the people of Israel. He wanted them to, to yeah, to he, fight him yeah, or to wanted, overcome him. He wanted Balaam to come and curse them. Yes, um, because apparently Balaam had put this aura out about himself that he had this power. That he Apparently. could he could come and curse you know, that's an army. A, that's another thing that doesn't make sense to me though, because it says like when Balaam's talking, he says, "I can only say what the word of the Lord my God." Mm-hmm. So he he claims Yahweh. He claims him as his personal God, but at the same time, it kind of seems like he was a sorcerer. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't not sure what was going on there and then later we find out he was a Midianite 
and he met his demise at the hands of the Israelites. Yeah. So it, it's it's very curious to me in this in this place that he says the Lord my God was he just at a point in his life where he recognized that God was the God, the only living yeah. God. I don't know. I noticed or, that too. And and she in our Bible study even said later that he had turned from his ways of sorcery or you know so i don't know what his why why he was sent for in the beginning i'm not sure but you're right he does refer to it as my god and he refused to say anything that the lord didn't say so yeah. well he those, said he those couldn't. things are admirable yeah he, like it was almost like he he physically couldn't speak yeah. anything that the lord didn't so, give him to say yeah so balak the king did not want the israelites coming around mm-hmm. he was he was he was scared, scared of, of them, them. He there wanted so many of them. Yeah, he wanted Balaam to come and to curse them, and that way, if they went to war, they would be cursed, and and he could win, and you know, have that have that uh, security. However, when Balaam got there, and he went up to see the army, and he, this is the time. You know, Balaam said, "Let me go and see what the Lord says." So. Balak, the king, I keep saying the king because Balaam and Balak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he goes up and, and he's expecting him to come back and say, okay, I've cursed the armies of Israel. You're, you're safe. But when he comes back, he speaks the words that the Lord had given him, which were actually a blessing on Israel instead of a curse. Yes, and this was after Balaam had told him that he needed to build altars and make sacrifices and Mm -hmm. stuff and so Balak goes to all this trouble and then he says all right now go curse them and Balaam's like uh okay and then he blesses them he blesses them because that's what the Lord said yes now Balaam comes back funny though (laughs) yes Balaam comes back and and blesses them instead of curses Mm -hmm. them and then Balak's reply is let me take you to a different vantage point where you can see the other side of the army and maybe you'll curse them from there. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, like no, I'm not going to curse them. <laughs> but what if we walk over it on top of that hill <laughs> and look it's over It's like there. the people in TV shows that are so easily uh, dissuaded from yeah. things. <laughs> yes. That's been a topic lately. Oh, you're not going to do that? Yeah. You're well, watching. what if I say this? <laughs> now will you do it? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's some, it's some, you know, SWAT situation, and there's some civilian that's wanting to rush into the burning building, and they're like, no, you can't go in. And he's, and he's like, like, what is my son in there? And they're yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, go we'll ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not real yeah. life, y'all. So, so not real. Yeah. So Balak thought that... <laughs> Well, maybe if I take you over on this other uh, side of the hill and let you see the army from the side instead of the front, then you're going to curse them. Once again, they built an altar. Balaam went, talked to the Lord, and came back with what he was hoping was going to be a curse. But once again, he just blessed the armies of Israel. So at that point, Balak then said... I'm finding it. I think he said, let's go somewhere else. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to a different place uh, as you're you're reading through there to find that exact scripture. Yeah, so he wanted to go to a different place. Let's go to a different way to look upon this, well, I'm considering my enemy. 
because eventually something's going to happen and you're going to curse them and then I'm going to have, you know, right away and I'm going to have power over them. But you're digging in over there. Yeah, I can't find it. All right. I'll start looking there. I know it's somewhere in chapter 23, I think. I think I'm getting like my times because it happens three times. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. Oh, yes, yeah. verse 27. Come, I pray thee. This KJV, y'all. <laughs> Come, I pray thee, I will bring thee into another place. Peradventure, it will please God that thou mayest curse me from, curse me them from the, wow, KJV. Okay, so otherwise, <laughs> come over here <laughs> and maybe just perhaps you'll curse them for me if you come over here. So, yeah. I mean, th that to me, it's, to me, that's just so funny because he's like, if you can, if you'll see him from a different part or whatever. But this time I caught something new that I haven't seen before. And that is the way that um, it, it kind of parallels when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness in Matthew 4. Yeah. Because the devil is like, hey, if you do this for me, I'll do this. And Jesus is like, no, not doing that. And he responds with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And then the devil's like, well, maybe if you come over here and he takes him, I can't remember which was first, the mountain or the temple. I think it was the temple. I think um, it was the mountain. But. Well, anyways, he takes him to the mountain or the temple and he's like, okay, how about now? And he, Jesus is like, no. And he answers with more of the word of God. And then the devil's like, okay, well, one more place. If I take him one more place, maybe he'll do it. And just that parallel of like, trying to talk you into doing it yeah like balak is trying to talk in in numbers balak is trying to talk balaam into doing something against the word of god mm -hmm. and so he like takes him to different places and like here maybe if you see it from this point of view i can persuade you yeah and this then the same thing with the devil and jesus he's like the devil's like well that didn't work maybe if i say it this way maybe if yeah. i try to persuade him maybe if he looks at it from this angle then, then he'll do what I say. And I think both of those stories have such a rich thing for us to learn from in hearing the word of the Lord or the temptation of Satan. Um, yeah. I remember as a teenager being like, okay, so how do I know? Like, how do I really know? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it something the devil wants me to do? Is it something God wants me to do? Like, how, how do I know? And I used to be so like, because it says in John that the sheep know my voice. And I'm like, but I want to know his voice. So how do I know it? Like, how yeah. do I learn? Because you have to learn it. You have to, but how do you learn it? Well, one thing is to know what the word of God says and to know that he's not going to lead you against it. Mm -hmm. um, but a, a huge indicator for me in learning the voice of God and learning the will of God is that his word does not change. Yes, that's right. And let, let me interject here real quickly that we know, I mean, it's well, well known and preached a lot that when Jesus answered Satan in the wilderness, that he, he said it is written. Right. So he was answering with the word of God, but it's, it might be overlooked there that Balaam was, answering with the, the word, word of God. God. It wasn't the written scripture of God, but he was going away each time and listening 
for God to tell him what to do. And mm-hmm. he came back, and as we mentioned a while ago, he said, I can't speak anything except what the Lord has given mm-hmm. me. So both times, there, these these questions and these temptations are are answered with, with, the, word of God. with the Word of God. Yes, yeah. and again, is the Word of God does not change. That's the Word of God right. started out with a blessing and not a cursing to Israel. And every time, no matter which point of view that you looked at it from the mm-hmm. word of God was the same. And that's the same with, with Jesus and the devil in the wilderness. He, he gave him different temptations, but the word of God stayed the same. So if you're struggling with that and you're, you're struggling with something in your life and you're like, I'm not sure who's leading me or who's pulling on me in this. Well, the devil will try his best to talk you into it. Just like yeah. we see in this, Balaam trying to, um, Balak trying to talk Balaam into it. He's like, he literally like used different viewpoints, different, different words, different, you know, let me come at you from a different way. Let me let you make you see it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me let you see how great this is, how much I can help you. Like he will try to talk you into it. And the same with the devil and Jesus, like he tried different temptations to get to him. And so the, and the devil's really good at that for, because, first of all, he's the father of all lies. And so he's going to try. He'll change his story in the blink of an eye if he thinks it's going to make you do something. Like Absolutely, he's he's yeah. going to change his tactic. If the first time didn't work, okay, let me take you over here. Mm-hmm. Now let's see what we can do. Like he his his he's his methods have not changed. He has not evolved in this way. Yeah. Like he's still gonna try to talk you into it by showing it to you in different ways. However, when God says something, he's not gonna try to talk you into it. He's just gonna keep telling you the same thing. Yeah. Because it's your choice whether you listen or not. God mm-hmm. doesn't need to explain himself or try to persuade you or any of that stuff if if you hear the word of God, you have two choices, do it or not do it. That yeah. like that, that's what yeah. you, that's what you're left with. And I, I think it's important too to know that we're not, we're not just, you know, as we're, we're saying, hear the word of God. We're not talking about the Lord speaking to you in an audible voice, but sometimes it's, it's your conscious. Mm-hmm. It's that spirit that is in you, your conscious. Other times it's the remembrance of his scriptures mm-hmm. and knowing not only the the exact scripture but the the um, principles the principles that thank you that was the exact word I was looking for you're welcome the principles of the of the scriptures and of what God has given us along the way and in you know as we've went through all this we'll kind of close out these last few minutes with the applicable part of that to our lives is is just that that it it might not be an attack of satan himself but it could be an attack of our our flesh mm-hmm. the, the bible tells us that the flesh and the spirit they're warring against one another right. so sometimes our flesh is wanting us to do something that scripture tells us we shouldn't and Sometimes we, we, gotta, very, we have to talk to ourselves. Yeah, we're very good if we're we're very good at talking ourselves into something mm-hmm. too. Like if yeah. we if if our flesh wants it, our flesh can come up with yeah. all the yeah. reasons why it's okay and to what, do it. And what's that equivalent to? That's moving us from one mountaintop to another to, to get a different, at, a pr- yeah. Yeah, a different perspective. To see if I can justify it better yeah, over here. I can look back at some of the big mistakes in my life and know 
that the first time I had the opportunity, I said no. Mm-hmm. But then a week later, there was another opportunity that seemed maybe a little safer. Maybe it seemed more, um, you know, more rewarding. Rewarding. Uh, so, yeah, that that's what we have to do. But when we when we've got the the word in us, and we've taken, you know, taken ourselves out of the equation as far as our flesh, and just says, okay, here's this opportunity. Before I act upon it, what's, what's the word of God say? Right. And and that's what I'm basing my, my choices off of. And that's, then, a, that's another thing. If, if we do base our choices off of the word of God, it's a lot less easy to justify things. Because the word of God does not bend. No. It no. does not. It's, and if it's, it's very black and white. It does not bend. It does not budge. Yeah, if it's something deep down that you're really wanting to do, and you just keep going back to the word of God... You're going to have to learn to deal with disappointment if you're wanting to follow the word of God. Yeah. Not disappointment in the spirit because I'm I'm very, I'll stand up and tell everybody in the world that when when you do something that your spirit is, is, is okay with, in the end, it's a lot better than doing something that your flesh was okay with. It, 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 it's a temporary thing with the flesh. Mm-hmm. It, it might be looking at pornography. It might be that you know, sex outside the marriage. It, it could be the dirty joke or the cussing or it, it, the hatred, you know, the, the, you know, some people say, oh, it felt so good just to cuss them out. You know, I, I, it, they was getting on my nerves and finally, and when I got done, oh, it was so good. That's because your flesh took uh-huh. over. But at some point along the way, your conscience is going to come back. The, the spirit side of you is going Spirit to say God is going to yeah that's not you. what the that's not what the word said to do and yeah you know you, you might say well don't that don't happen to me but the bad news there is that it didn't happen to you that means there's there's issues you need you need to, some more word you because, need some more word yeah because because yes. conviction we had a, a what i think was one of our better podcasts months and months and months ago on conviction mm-hmm. and that conviction is a great thing it hurts, it stings, it's uncomfortable, and it's a great thing to have. And when you don't feel it and you don't have it, then there's then issues in your relationship with God if you even have one. So Yes. Yes. I think if we're not convicted, then we need to evaluate how much of the word of God that we're intaking. Yeah. How much are how much are we reading? How much are we listening to it? How much are we digesting it? Because it says in Hebrews, that it is sharp and powerful, like a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're coming any context of the Word of God, and it doesn't prick you, nick you, cut on you, clean you, cut out some dross, then you're you you need to evaluate exactly. something, you know, because it the Word of God does not conform to what you want. Yeah, the Word of God stays the same. Like in the in the story where we started with Balaam, he he had some desire, anyways, to go curse the Israelites because he he went yeah. like he asked to go and he went. Mm-hmm. So he had something in that, but every time that he went to actually speak over them, the word of God did not change to please him or the king. The word just, of God was the was the same every time. I just had a good one, and I think maybe this is what we'll close with. But 
God put the words in the mouth of the donkey, mm-hmm. and he put the words in the mouth of Balaam. Oh, so wow. He probably shouldn't think too highly of himself. This is true. Because, <laughs> because God God can can use the donkey, and he can use you. He could use Balaam. Yeah, so yeah, yes. he, he should maybe not t- think too highly of himself because... God did this with a donkey, yeah, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had talking donkeys. We've had a man that had a conversation with a talking, do- talking donkey like it was just nothing. And... Um, and then, of course, we had a guy that bounced around from view to view trying to change someone's mind. And we know that that's the way this world around us acts today. And um, the Word of God is still faithful and true and never changing. And You can count on it. Is it too late now to go to Taco Bell? That's my next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we just appreciate everybody for being with us and uh, continue listening and, and share the podcast with a friend and keep Jesus center stage in your life.